What's up? It's good to be back. It's your boy, Benny. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Merrick Garland refuses to answer questions if Hunter Biden has even stopped selling access to Joe. It continues the Biden crime family. The media continues to turn on Joe as speculation builds around Michelle Obama or Kamala Harris replacing him. We have big news on that. And Congressman Jim Jordan joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We've been offline for a week. In fact, I promised you exactly one week ago at this very second that I may be having uh, my third child uh, at any moment. And it turns out that legitimately seconds after we were done with the show, I got a phone call. I got to go to the hospital. I got a phone call and boom, we were out of here, right? You, if, if you're a husband, if you if you are a husband in waiting, you are aware that at any moment you could get the phone call, especially if your wife is full term. My wife was full term, praise God. And we got, I got that phone call. And so I was out. Now I promised you that that would be, that that would lead to me, of course, not doing the show for a week. And we, we, we've taken the week and then we're going to take a little bit more time. We're going to take time here and there, uh, because I, Got to tell you, we made it to the hospital just in time, <laughs> just in time. I'm not the kind of man who uh, wants to do a home birth. I'm not the kind of man who wants to deliver the baby myself. Uh, I feel like I have a pretty good and solid constitution, uh, but there are some things, uh, some mysteries that are uh, be- best left between uh, the doctors and God and my wife. Uh, but I was there by her side at the hospital, and boy, we had a boy in seconds after arriving. Please welcome... Theodore Andrew Johnson, a good strong name, not a family name, uh, except for the Johnson, of course, a name uh, uh, that means a divine gift of masculine strength. That's what Theodore Andrew Johnson means. So this is baby Theodore. This is my family meeting him for the first time. Those are my daughters, Eloise and Juliet, and my wife in the hospital there. And I love the fact that there's a crucifix above the door as well a blessing from God, and we can report that Theodore is a strong eater, was eight pounds, and has even gained weight since being born, which is quite rare. Theodore was brought home a couple of days ago, and it has been a very pleasant and wonderful uh, couple of days. Theodore even has American flag hat, had American hat swag, American flag hat swag in the hospital. This was him... Look at that. Look at that little master. Mr. Theodore. So Theo, Teddy, not sure what we're going to call him. Like like Theo is is being worked around. The people like Teddy, my my middle child there is Juliet. This is a photo from this morning before heading into the studio. And uh, the girls are just loving being older sisters and having a baby brother. Uh, Juliet loves stuffed animals. And uh, so... She's the she's my middle one right there, the brunette. And so she um, she likes calling him Teddy. I think Teddy's going to stick for her. Older sister likes calling him Theo. We'll see. Happy, happy young man. Loves to eat, loves to sleep. Mom is doing great. Nurse Kate's doing spectacular. Um, uh, No complications. Praise God. Uh, Baby is healthy. Mom is healthy. So praise God. Thank you to all the prayer warriors and all the people in the comment section who are praying for us, all the members of the brigade. Uh, I, you know, I suppose I'll pause here for just a 
for just a, a moment to get philosophical. Uh, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I fear God. I believe in my creator. I also know that there's evil in this world. And there's nothing more profound in life than welcoming a child onto this planet. If you've had the joy of that experience, um, then God bless you because it is transformative. It is like the curtain of heaven opens and an angel is delivered to your arms. And it is impossible to not be emotional. I have cried at the birth of every one of my children uh, for, for, for various degrees of time. <laughs> so my first child, I was a basket case because you are overcome with the emotion of the great beyond and the, uh, pr the, the, the providential nature of God's blessing that he gives you uh, the capacity to raise his most precious uh, gift, which is children. And he's entrusted you with children. There's a Proverbs about a young warrior having arrows in his quiver. And so that is like a man who has uh, many children. And I feel like my quiver is getting quite full. I'm running out of arm space for my kids. And uh, I don't know if we'll have more kids. I'd love to have more kids. I'd, I'd love to have 10. I'm not sure if that's in the cards. Uh, and I'll, I'll get an earful from Nurse Kate if she's watching. And she's like, I can't have more kids. <laughs> It's just a true, profound joy and a gift. And uh, we fear God and we know that God has given us these children to raise. And I'll, I'll end by saying this. I'm, I'm, I'm typically not self-referential and don't do like a monologue on my family to start off the show. But I'll say this. The purpose of this community and the purpose of what we're building here is because of my children. There is um, – you ain't no man if you ain't got land – Right. And if you don't have a stake in this country and if you don't have anything to live for and you have, have nothing to fight for, uh, well, then you're going to make a bad warrior. Uh, I am a happy warrior and I march with my children on my shield. Um, well, at least like the, the not my children physically on my shield, but like the images of my children are in my head at all times. Like the thought, the, the symbol of them, the thought of them, the the responsibility weighs on my shoulder. Um, and that is why we do this. That is why we built this this company. Uh, this uh, and, and 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 it's it's going great. <laughs> we're like the fastest growing independent show, uh, news show on the internet. This is the fastest growing independent audience on the internet. And you deserve to know. Uh, you deserve my honesty in all things. You deserve to know like who I am and what drives me. And th this is it. You look no further than these children here. Than, than my marriage with my wife and the raising of these children and the creation of a country that I wish for them to grow up in. And that's what the purpose of this program is. That that's it. All of our social media, all of our posting are nearly 10 million audience, 10 million person audience across all social media um, and growing at a quick clip. Um, that's why. This is the why. And it's a, it's a damn good why in, in, in my uh, in my experience, uh, and all the parents out there, shout out to you. If you're a young man or a young woman watching this, then I encourage you fall in love, get married, have children and experience, uh, the purpose that, that, that God gives and the, the meaning that God gives to your life when you bring in the most precious of, of, of these gifts that he can possibly give to you.
that is my, I, I encourage you to do that. You'll never know true purpose and profound joy than just taking a walk down the street with your newborn. Um, and, and if you have other kids running around the bassinet, then that's even better. And that's what I did for the last seven days. Um, final thing I'll say on this final thing I'll say, uh, you know, Christ calls on us to protect these children and to protect, uh, these kids. And if you don't have, if you, if, if you harm one of the hairs on one of these children, it's better for the giant rock to be put on your neck and for you to be thrown into the sea. And, uh, darn it. Do I believe that? And so we are here to protect the kids. We're here to protect, uh, their futures. We're here to protect them born and unborn. And we're here to fight those who wish to harm these children by either harming them uh, directly, and there's no shortage of that uh, degeneracy in our society, or harming the, their future uh, by making this a worse country uh, and by destroying this place. So that is what we fight. That is our mission. That is our noble goal on this program. And so God bless all of you. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the program here. Uh, man, I love you. Thank you for all of your messages and thank you for all of your support um, in this time. Such a special time. I've been uh, you if you've been following along on social media, we certainly have been posting photos you've shared in our joy. Uh, and if you're following along, uh, we hope that you're using Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone company that we use to make sure that we are connected so we can share all these wonderful memories and moments with you. And so that we can have a family here together on this program. The reason why I use Patriot Mobile is because they are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Glenn and his team actually reached out directly uh, when we had Theodore. And we are just proud to partner with them, so deeply proud. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you all access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage that you're accustomed to without funding the left. Support free speech, support religious freedom, support the sanctity of life. Go with Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation when you use the offer code Benny. B-E-N-N-Y. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, some things happened while we were offline. <laughs> if you missed, so, sometimes, sometimes on the program, like we'll, like we'll go home, right? We'll film all day here in the studio, and we'll go home, and it'll be like six p.m. at night, and like some nuclear bombshell will drop, right? And we have like I have to run into this little office I have set, a little ramshackle office I have set up at home, and we record. It's ter terrible lighting. We do our best. But like, if you if you miss an hour, then you're behind. If you miss a week, then you've missed a lot. And so it's going to be impossible to cover everything that's happened in this week. Some of it's great, some of it bad, some of it good, some of it wrong. Uh, we're going to do our best on this program. And of course, we have Jim Jordan joining us quite soon. And so we'll start with I think the biggest top line thing that we missed, which is. Republicans are about to impeach Joe Biden, meaning they're about to begin impeachment inquiry next Thursday. House Republicans will hold their first hearing in the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden next Thursday. They plan to subpoena the president's son, Hunter, and his brother, James Biden's bank records. This will inevitably show that they intermixed all of their money, that all of this money, of course, went to the big guy, Joe Biden. The GOP has accused Biden of corruption. And abuse of power over his alleged link to Hunter Biden's foreign business deals, of course. We have enumerated that. Republicans say bank records show that Biden family associates 
raked in more than $20 million from China, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania. That's, of course, a fortune. There are WhatsApp messages that Hunter Biden sent to associates claiming Joe was in the room while they were discussing his business dealings. And, of course, 10% held by Hunter for the big guy. The committee intends to subpoena Hunter Biden and James Biden's personal bank and business records as early as this week. The Oversight Committee will continue to follow the evidence of the money trail that it provides transparency and accountability to Americans who demand that from their government. So this issue is not going away. And somebody who really wishes it would go away like immediately is Mr. Merrick Garland. This is Joe Biden's personal attorney. Merrick Garland's like a mob lawyer. He's like an embittered old woman sitting in a nursing home who had a bad life and got some bad breaks. And she's just all twisted and angry. Postmenopausal, estrogen-filled, soy-filled Merrick Garland is butthurt through eternity beyond our solar system because he didn't get on the Supreme Court. He was supposed to be the guy, Mr. Slip it in, slide right in there at the end of the Obama, Obama's term, right? There was a, a horrible tragedy where Antonin Scalia uh, passed away quite unexpectedly, and Merrick Garland was put up as Mr. Moderate, Mr. Moderation, uh, to go in and take that seat, and he was blocked. And this is something that was done that it, we deeply agree with Mitch McConnell on. We agree we could count on one hand the number of things we agree with Mitch McConnell on, maybe even one finger. But this was it. And he blocked this vicious, angry, embittered, cortisol-filled, uh, uh, pearl-clutching woman from being a like, nasty, nasty woman, as Donald Trump would say, from being on the Supreme Court. And that was a good move. As demonstrated yesterday, Merrick Garland is unfit for any uh, judgeship or any position inside of our federal government. He couldn't answer basic questions. He lied multiple times under oath. It was an absolute cluster. How do you know it's a cluster? Because the corporate press won't cover any of it. That's how bad it was. If he had got a real zinger in there or really like pushed back on Republicans, then they would have published it. They would have splattered it all over. You haven't heard anything about it, have you? Because it was a nightmare. And we're going to detail for you exactly how bad it was. Merrick Garland from the get asked, why are you acting as the mob lawyer for Joe Biden? And the cortisol-filled, estrogen-filled, postmenopausal Merrick Garland started to sob and cry. I'm not the president's lawyer. <laughs> Our job is not to do what is politically convenient. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what to criminally investigate. As the president himself has said, and I reaffirm today, I am not the president's lawyer. I will add, I am not Congress's prosecutor. The Justice Department works for the American people. Our job is to follow the facts and the law, and that is what we do. Hmm. Okay. You follow the facts and the law. Got it. Okay. So let's check out headline number one here from Breitbart. Merrick Garland refuses to answer if Hunter Biden quit selling access to Joe Biden. Oh, good. Okay. Attorney General Merrick Garland refused to answer during Wednesday's Judiciary Committee if Hunter Biden quit reportedly selling access to Joe. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Joe Biden. Matt Gates prefaced, are you confident that he stopped? 
I'm going to say again that all these matters are within the purview of Mr. Weiss. <laughs> okay. So are illegal things going on right now? Uh, I don't know. I'm not the president's lawyer. Well, then you should be able to tell us if illegal things are going on because you're the top law enforcement official in the country. But instead, here's the answer. I guess I'm just wondering, Mr. Attorney General, has anyone at the department told President Biden to knock it off with Hunter? I mean, you guys are charging Hunter Biden on some crimes, investigating him on, on others. You've got the president bringing Hunter Biden around to state dinners. Has anyone told him to knock it off? Our job in the Justice Department is to pursue our cases without reference uh, to what's happening in the outside world. But just yes or no? Have you and done that? That is what we do. So it's a no? No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering this. Okay, I got it. I got it. So one of the ways that you can get impeached is bribery. Treason is the first. Bribery is the second. A lot of people want to talk about high crimes and misdemeanors, but that, that, that's low on the list. So bribery is a good one. Now, why would a guy who has no experience in energy, who actually hates oil, right? If you follow the lineage of the Biden family, they hate oil, right? They're very green, very green, very, they want to save the climate. So why would that guy get an, uh, an oil job inside of a country he can't speak Ukrainian? That don't make no sense. Hunter Biden's had a lot of career shifts. How is he on the board of Burisma? Also, once that blew up, how do you get into the art world? And why are the people who are purchasing all of the art of Hunter Biden winding up in high-paying government positions, prestigious government positions with real power? That seems like a massive conflict of interest. That's like basic bribery. Uh, that's like like that's like schoolyard level bribery, right? Gates with the question. Hunter Biden is selling art to pay for his $15,000 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that the people buying that art aren't doing so to gain favor with the president? Job of the Justice Department is to investigate criminal allegations. You have information. Are you investigating this? I mean, someone who bought Hunter Biden's art ended up with a prestigious appointment to a federal position. Doesn't it look weird that he's making, he's become this immediate success in the art world as his dad is president of the United States? Isn't that odd? I'm not going to comment about any specific. Not going to comment, not going to investigate. So right. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped doing that? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped? I'm going to say again that all these matters are within the purview of Mr. Weiss. I have not interfered with them, and yeah, I do if not. If you confident that he had stopped, you could. And I do not intend to interfere with him. I want. Yeah, but the dude has actually interfered with them. I'm not the president's lawyer, says the guy who stopped the president from being charged, who let the statute of limitations lapse on all of the charges that could have led to Joe Biden, who needed whistleblowers to come forward from the IRS in order to get anything done, any charges, a sweetheart deal that was crafted as a pocket pardon for Hunter Biden blew up because the president's son is just a dumbass. There's just no other way to say it. This, the hubris of these people will be their undoing. 
Matt Gates asking about Biden's bribes. Why are there bank records with multi-millions of dollars flowing through them from foreign countries, from our adversaries? Matt Gates with the burner. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left ma- these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not Listfully intruded. Ignorant. I've not interfered. I've not to tried to find out what it's he like knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose it's- because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what? People don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. We, the, the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now we're, now you're sitting here telling me that North Korea is the big threat. I'm I gotta so-, get- so here's how it works with the charging of Hunter Biden. And if there is one smart thing the Bidens did. One smart thing the Bidens did is that they committed crimes in dark blue areas. And in these dark blue areas, you can shackle the actual prosecutor. So David Weiss, who I am unsure of if he is a hero or villain in this story, but David Weiss had to do a dual key process in order to charge Hunter Biden. The dual key means you need to get the U.S. attorney in the districts that the crimes were committed to agree to charge, right? So David Weiss had no power unless the attorneys in California Mm, very smart. And D.C., oh, very smart, chose to charge with him. And that didn't happen. Jim Jordan, who will be joining the program momentarily, asked about that, saying, wait a second, isn't this, especially the, the prosecutor in D.C., isn't this you just straight up admitting that you stopped the Hunter Biden investigation and the charging of Hunter Biden? Go. Quote, Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. That was your response, Attorney General, to Senator Grassley's question on March 1st, 2023. You just referenced it when Mr. Bishop was questioning you. Only problem is he'd already been turned down by the U.S. attorney in the District of Columbia, Mr. Graves. So he didn't have full authority, did he? I had an extended conversation with uh, Senator Grassley at the time. We briefly touched on the Section 515 question and how that process went. Um, I've never been suggested. My point's real simple, Mr. Garland. You said he had complete authority, but he'd already been turned down. He He wanted to bring an action in the District of Columbia, and the U.S. attorney there said, no, you can't. And then you go tell the United States Senate under oath that he has complete authority. I'm going to say again that uh, no one had the authority to turn him down. They could refuse uh, to partner with him. They could not. You can use whatever language. Refuse to partner is turning down. Well, it's not the same under a well-known Justice Department practice. Here's why this. So Jim Jordan, who is a fighter, is doing his best to expose this DOJ, which is a mafia cartel, which is just like a mob boss lawyer. This is Merrick Garland's disposition. As you watch Merrick Garland's disposition, you recognize that he is guilty and he is defending guilty clients. This is how he's acting. And this is why he's repeatedly saying, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, shucks. Not uh, no idea. This guy's in charge of the Patriot Act apparatus of spying, but he just had no answers to basic questions like this one. Also from Jim Jordan. Mr. Garland, have have you or are you investigating who leaked the information that appeared in The Washington Post on October 6, 2022, about this investigation, about the Hunter Biden investigation? You're saying there was an October 2022. Uh, October 6, 2022, Washington Post writes a story about the Hunter Biden investigation. I'm just, I wonder, have, have, have you investigated who leaked that information to the Washington Post? 
Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Has it been, is any, has it been referred to the uh, uh, inspector general? Do you know that? Um, um, I don't want my answer to suggest that there is or isn't such an investigation. I know that the um, um, uh, that the um, so, uh, inspector general sent a letter to Congress explaining uh, that there was that he had an ongoing assessment with respect to the whistleblower's charges. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. So the mark of a true scumbag lawyer is the weaponization of language. Really good lawyers, really good at weaponizing and saying nothing in their responses, right? So so saying things to say nothing, which is exactly what Merrick Garland just deployed there. Uh, I don't want to confirm the existence or non-existence of an investigation into investigation into uh, our agents leaking uh, information that could hurt Republicans. Well, that's called obstruction of justice. And Merrick Garland did nothing but obstruct justice on the Hill. Straight up asked, straight up asked directly by Mike Johnson, have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about Hunter Biden's investigation? This one's a doozy, okay? We're saving the juiciest bits for last year, all right? Here's the prime cuts of meat. Check out this response. Man, I mean, I'm telling you, like, like mass murderers squirm less under the hot lights than Merrick Garland yesterday. Watch. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't recollect. You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. OK, did I you ever? Kept, I have kept that promise. All right. <laughs> you remember when Bill Clinton was slam banging an intern in the Oval Office. And that happened uh, 12 times, according to the Star Report. Hillary Clinton was in the White House for nine of those times. No one knows if she was filming. And you have a deposition with Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton said, I don't remember what the definition of is is. Depends. Depends on what the definition of is, is. That's what you're getting here. So these snakes, these slimy, despicable scum, they're asked directly, this is Merrick Garland, the top law enforcement officer in the country, asked directly, have you had contact with the FBI over the most important investigation in America, looking into the Biden crimes? And Merrick Garland says, uh, I don't recollect. That's actually how you know they're guilty. And then they start getting, then Merrick Garland like opens himself up to some real questioning, man. Troy Nels, who is a favorite of ours, friend of the show, Texas congressman, uh, just ran a steam engine over Merrick Garland yesterday. Watch. You just saw there was Joe Biden in his arrogance and role as the vice president in this country saying, if you don't fire Shokin, the United States isn't given the $1 billion loan. 
Why would Joe Biden say that as the vice president? Why would he say such a thing? Was it policy? Was it our policy at the time? Yes or no? It wasn't. I have documents here. Interagency policy committee dated. Point of information. Is the gentleman ever going to let the time on my time pipe down? Saying Shokin had made some reforms. to the gentleman from Texas. He's made significant reforms. Shokin did. Matter of fact, John Kerry says he was impressive. And you know, within a few months after Shokin was fired, they appoint a prosecutor that said, we're not going to look in the Burisma anymore. Cancel that. Forget it. We're not looking in the Burisma. Boom. Here comes the million dollars. Joe Biden threatened the Ukrainian president and the prime minister. Everybody can see it. The fire Shokin or the United States won't give the billion dollars. If that is not quid pro quo, sir, what is? I will tell you what it is, and America agrees with me. It's bribery, and it's impeachable. Are you going to do something about it? I bet you not, and that's why you, sir, also need to be impeached. Boom! Shakalaka, come on, baby! Pipe down! That's it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a shirt. Pipe down! It's my time. Pipe down! Good for you, Troy Nels. Good for you, man. Let's book Troy, ALX. Come on. Let's bring let's bring him on. By the way, Jim Jordan, the great chairman who ran this hearing, uh, is joining the show momentarily. They're just finishing up floor votes right now, uh, and I'm being told that they're they're wrapping those votes in a moment. So Troy Nels was talking about Victor Shokin, of course, the guy that everyone loved until he got in the way of Joe Biden and Joe Biden's bank accounts, and then Joe Biden got him fired by holding up your money. Uh, to get the man fired. We have a very helpful chart, a very helpful uh, little diagram here that shows this. Of course, bribery is listed among one of the top reasons to impeach a president. Treason is all the top reason to impeach president. And you have bribery and treason in our helpful infographic here for you. You see, Shokin, the little man down here with the X over his face, Shokin was getting in the way of and was going to bankrupt the Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma. Now, that would be bad because Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were making all their retirement money from Burisma. So Joe Biden then leveraged American taxpayer dollars, used his office illegally, held up a billion bucks in order to get this man fired. And we have him on tape doing it. We literally have the recordings and there are going to be more tapes to drop. We have that all but confirmed this week. I've been making a few phone calls. And so it is very interesting that a member of Congress, a Republican who is from Ukraine, born in Ukraine, a woman named Victoria Sparts, probably gave the greatest uh, absolute flamethrower takedown of Merrick Garland yesterday, talking about how illegitimate the regime is here in America and how nobody trusts him or his law enforcement. And she would know, actually, she comes from what could be considered the second or third world with corruption rampant. And so it is poignant that Victoria Sparks is the one who really, really dropped the bomb here. Watch. And people right now feel, you know, I look at Durham report and I call on the fights of violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB. But when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel. And then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then let's extend slow work investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter. 
ever seen a slow walk. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow walk. Then by the time, you know, that investigation ended, statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report when I read with them. I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. This is my frustration. I'll be honest with you. Then it's very interesting, you know, regardless what it is, even people in Obama administration raise concerns. You know, how can President Sands be serving on, you know, corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs. Do you understand that it actually can undermine the war in Ukrainian effort and policy? I think these concerns were raised. The Obama administration didn't do anything about it. These people are dying right now, and Americans don't trust this president. That's the clip that's gone really viral. So you have a woman speaking from real experience, talking about the corruption in her home country of Ukraine, where she was born, and saying that Joe Biden's administration is a reflection of that same, an extension of that corruption. It's really profound. And you can see Merrick Garland there going, huh? Yeah. He gave a lot of uh, those expressions when asked about January 6th, also something that happened, <laughs> something that happened in Ukraine in 2014 was a coup was staged when our State Department helped orchestrate a something called the the Maiden, the Median uh, regime change push in Ukraine, and that revolution, uh, they were able to install, of course, their their muppets and puppets, thus leading, of course, to all of the horrors and uh, all of the anguish that Ukraine is going through right now. I mean, this was like an absolute. This was an absolutely evil thing uh, for our State Department to do, and we've done it all over the world. It's wrong. It's wrong there. It's wrong in every country that we do this in. Uh, it is un. Uh, it is undemocratic. Obviously, it's, it. 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 You can't show me a, a a place where it's worked out great for us. Whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, or Ukraine. But. The tricks up the sleeve, of course, um, you know, if you only got one card, you got to play it. So that's exactly what happened on January 6th. Open the doors, entrap people, and then go after Donald Trump for it, right? How do we get Trump? How do we charge Trump in D.C.? Well, let's open the Capitol doors. Let's make sure there's no security at the Capitol. Uh, let's stage uh, uh, a moment where people can trespass at the Capitol, as, Jan as, as Nancy Pelosi says. The clip is so telling. I don't know why nobody else seizes this. It's because we have the greatest research team in the world on this program. Nancy Pelosi in her office saying, I've been waiting for this, trespassing at the Capitol. Why have you been waiting for that? Oh, that's actually what they charge 99% of J6ers with. Trespassing. Got it? Yeah, it was all set up to get Trump. So Thomas Massey asked about that and said, how many federal agents you had in the audience there January 6th? How many feds were the ones kicking open the doors and breaking down the windows and ushering people in? How many people, how many little guys with earpieces? Because, boy, hot diggity dog, there sure are a lot of uh, clips floating around the internet of men with earpieces opening doors. Check out this question. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. 
When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've had- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any no personal knowledge of this matter. (laughs) I think you just perjured yourself. Thomas Massey. So good. And going in on Ray Epps. Ray Epps was charged this week. Charged with a single count. It's like a like a misdemeanor. Now, Julie Kelly, who is just the best reporter on this, is like, whoa. Wait a second. What do you mean a single misdemeanor? J Sixers who aren't even who aren't even there on January six. Some people who weren't even there on January six are going to jail for 15, 22, 30 years. Little grannies with their little twenty-five cent American flags walking through the U.S. Capitol, going to jail for six, seven, ten years. So what's the deal? Julie Kelly Kelly had a great tweet on this, how she's never seen anything like it because she's been following all these cases. You always see them stack charges, right? Which Cash Patel has talked to us about. You stack these charges in order to get these big, maximum, juicy sentences, right? In order to have all this leverage. So you have Ray Epps, the guy who's on camera time and time again, saying we must go into the Capitol. The guy who is declaring that the day of, the day before, and who is at the the very front, who is like a part of the breach party that kicks down the garrisons, right? Ray Epps, and there's more footage coming out of Ray Epps, like, like all over the place, right? There's more footage of him. He was all over the place there at the very front, very tip of the spear on January 6th. He gets charged. It's like a misdemeanor. It was like, it was like protesting at the protesting in a restricted area. Interesting. And people that weren't even there on January 6th going to jail for 25 years. Huh. Guys who gave a speech. Owen Schroyer is a good example. Guy gave a speech. He's going to jail. He's getting put in jail for giving a speech. He was, again, wasn't even there. Hmm. That tells you everything you need to know. Thomas Massey actually had the cojones to ask about it. Listen. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video. He's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's, an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my... Here we go, baby. You got it. Ray Epps, disrupting the certification of the 2020 election. There you go. So Ray Epps, to plead guilty to his misdemeanor, may serve no time in jail, may serve nothing. Well, that's curious. Misdemeanor count of disorderly and disruptive uh, conduct of government business in a restricted building or grounds. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Julie Kelly, who I like uh, I would have had on 
had we not been attending to personal matters this week, like she's just the world's best at this. She actually goes to the sentencing uh, of these J6ers. She's followed every single case. Uh, she's been such a fearless reporter, and we'll have her on to talk about this. Why? Why is Ray Epps only after the exposing of Ray Epps via Tucker Carlson? Why is that only afterwards is he charged with his little slap on the wrist in order to make the entire issue go away? Strange there. Strange that. Really, really curious. Ladies and gentlemen, there is uh, somebody else who's being pursued by our Justice Department or Injustice Department for uh, clearly for like just loving their country. Right. Again, on 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 January 6th, you have these you have like a couple, maybe like a thousand people who've been charged with something. January 6th, there must have been 50,000 people there. There were some who there's some hooliganism. I'll never defend like punching a cop or anything like that. Like, uh, obviously, you, you've heard a cop. You should go to prison in my like it doesn't matter if you're wearing a red hat or black block. But the vast preponderance, uh, 99.9999 percent, like the actual definition of a mostly peaceful protest. Also, if the people would punch the if the, if the people punching the cops were the federal agents or members of Antifa that were there to like, we've never heard. We've seen so many accounts of that members of Antifa that were there to try and cause disruption, to slander, uh, and to mislead. Um, where's that investigation? But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. This is the definition of a mostly peaceful protest. Also, inside, incumbent in the First Amendment is your right to peacefully petition your government of redresses and grievances. So every single one of us has the canonized right as a human being. Remember, the Constitution is written on natural rights. We are born with these rights. The obligation to, pe- to, to, to peacefully protest our government grievances. To re- uh, the way it's written is to redress our government of our grievances. So that's what the people were doing that day. Practicing their constitutional rights. Okay? We, we disavow hooliganism. We disavow people who fight who punched the cops, right? We disavow the activities of Ray Epps. Obviously. Apparently, Merrick Garland doesn't. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is someone else who is also simply upholding the Constitution of the United States, who is doing his best, his level-headed best, to simply provide for our country our guaranteed free speech rights. And that man is Elon Musk. And for his trouble... Elon Musk is also being persecuted by Merrick Garland. There are multiple investigations into Elon Musk now because apparently the richest man in the world needs extra goodies from from Tesla. That's one of the investigations. And then they're also going after Elon Musk for not hiring illegal immigrants. It's too good. They're going after SpaceX for not for saying they'll only hire Americans, American citizens at a company that does like all of our space age tech for military productivity. I mean, some of it, I'm like a lot of it, like the entire Ukrainian war is being fought over Starlink. Elon Musk, thousands of satellites up in space that provides internet everywhere on the planet and connectivity everywhere on the planet. So they're attacking Elon Musk for not hiring illegal immigrants at his space company that serves the U.S. military. 
These people, they're a destructive death cult, man. They're a destruct, it's a destructive cult. The progressives are a sick joke. It's anything but progressive. It's regressive. It's destructive. And thankfully, somebody asked a question about it. Here's Thomas Massey on Elon Musk. Uh, Merrick Garland, go. General Garland, Elon Musk was a Democrat who admittedly supported Biden, but then he became a critic of the administration and exposed the censorship regime. Now, per public reports, the DOJ has opened not one but two investigations of Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, spent $400 million in 2020 tilting the elections secretly for Democrats. No investigations whatsoever. To the American public, these look like mafia tactics. You pay your money, we look the other way. You get in our way, we punish you. The American public sees what these tactics are. So Elon Musk responding to our great producer, ALX. And by the way, just an update on Jim Jordan. He's getting set right now. Uh, he has left the floor uh, for the floor votes, and Jim Jordan will be joining us presently to talk about this hearing that he had yesterday and about the future hearings for Joe Biden's impeachment. So Elon Musk responding to ALX, uh, ALX talking, of course, about uh, this clip. No other way to describe it. Meanwhile, many actual crimes, some of great significance, do not merely go unpunished, but but not even investigated. Something is rotten. ALX saying in his original tweet uh, that these are mafia tactics. Yep, no other way to describe it. So Elon Musk pushing back saying, of course, you need a green card at least required by U.S. law to work at SpaceX as rockets are considered advanced weapons technology, but our own government is going to go after Elon Musk. So not a, not a great not a great group of people pretty bad, rotten group of people. And they may actually be hiding Hunter Biden's mugshot. You know this? So reportedly, Hunter Biden got a mugshot in July. Crazy. Hunter Biden's mugshot concealed by the Justice Department. So instead of putting the mugshot out there, you see in our studio, we have this massive Donald Trump mugshot with a parental advisory sticker right there. We love it. We got a t-shirt with it. Rock on, baby. Hunter Biden's mugshot, though, on the other hand, federal authorities are concealing and covering up. Federal authorities reportedly captured Hunter Biden's mugshot in July. The photo uh, apparently remains concealed due to the Justice Department's policy. Hunter Biden's lawyer noted that during the July court appearance that the pres president's son was processed in the Delaware courthouse by U.S. Marshals and had to get fingerprinted and mugshotted. Watch. Fox News alert. For the first time in five years, Hunter Biden will not be getting special treatment. We told you yesterday that the president's son did not want to show up to his arraignment on gun charges. He wanted to zoom in from Malibu. Hunter's lawyer said showing up in person in Delaware would cause too much traffic, as if Prince Hunter Biden's real concern were commuters in Wilmington. And the judge ruled no. The pandemic's over. Hunter Biden would have to appear just like President Trump did and just like every other federal defendant would. On September 26, Hunter Biden will be arraigned in person. And yesterday, we found out Hunter had a mugshot. The mugshot is from his July appearance. And sources tell us it'll be extremely hard to obtain the mugshot. Because if a U.S. marshal merely searches the database for Hunter Biden, it'll be flagged and that U.S. marshal will be fired. So we are calling on all federal marshals close to retirement to do what they think is right. 
And we'll keep you posted on our FOIA requests because we know how much Hunter loves the camera. Hopefully he's decent. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> so Jesse Waters is asking for people to leak Hunter Biden's mugshot to him. Jesse Waters has a great history of this. It, the only reason we had Paul Pelosi's mugshot after drunk driving, nearly slaughtering somebody uh, with his car, not with his hammer, uh, is because of Jesse Waters' show. Jesse Waters' show sued, essentially, the state of California, and they were forced to release not only the mugshot, but the video, the, the police dash cam. Paul Pelosi, by the way, drunk, high, whatever, uh, slammed into another vehicle in the dark of night, nearly killed the guy. The guy wound up in the hospital. So, yeah, sick people, shouldn't trust him. Uh, Hunter Biden is going to physically go to court and... Hot diggity dog. We will be online for that. You can trust that we'll be online for that, along with many other things next week. We just want to preview for you. There's going to be a uh, Republican debate next week. There's going to be Trump giving a speech on the same night. We're going to have a, uh, a barn burner that night. And then there's going to be the next impeachment hearing the next day. So buckle up, buttercup. Buckle up, brigade. We are going to rock and roll next week, and Hunter Biden's arraignment will be beautiful because these people don't know how to handle money, and they're not handling your dollar very well, and things are collapsing right now. The stock market is collapsing, banks are collapsing, and the entire world seems to be de-dollarizing. That's not great for our currency. That is controlled uh, and premeditated decline of our money. Our The value in our system is being eroded by these leaders who do not care about you. That is why it is now time to invest in gold. Please imagine a future where your retirement is protected from the storms of market volatility and the erosive forces of inflation, recession, government meddling, and economic uncertainties caused to you by the Biden family. Retire with peace of mind. Go gold with my friends at New at Allegiance Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, when it comes to protecting your IRA 401k, trust the best. They have a five-star rating with TrustLink, AAA rating with Better Business Consumer Alliance, and A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau. Get up to $5,000 of free silver with qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Give them a call, 844-66-BENNY. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today and go gold, just like I do. Protectwithpenny.com today. So uh, there should be uh, somebody who is, uh, and I'm getting word that Jim Jordan is joining here, ladies and gentlemen, momentarily. Uh, but I am really happy we get to, we have a moment to get to this next story uh, beforehand. So there has been a... Interesting commentary that is percolating uh, as you watch these massive hit jobs and these backstabbings uh, happen to the Biden regime from their own side. You're starting to get the sense that they're not going to let Joe get to the finish line here. Now, we're going to ask Jim Jordan uh, about whether Congress will let him get to the finish line or whether this impeachment inquiry will land with an impeachment of Joe Biden and the proverbial end of his political career. And will people be cheering about that? Well, one of the people who will be cheering is somebody who giggled and cackled on camera about how ready she is to be president. Just a week ago, Kamala Harris asked about Joe Biden's age, and her answer tells you everything. Watch. Two very prominent Washington Post articles today talking about uh, President Biden's age, and that's a big concern among the young voters. Um, and in growing poll numbers, that's a big concern. Are, are people right to be concerned about his age at this point? Well, let me just say this. When I talk to these young voters, what they want is a leader who is in touch with the problems of today and has a vision for what we can do today and in the future to deal with it. President Biden is the first president 
to take on in any substantial way the issue of the climate crisis. So here's the article, by the way. You're going to love this. Uh, so this is the article from The Washington Post. Uh, I'm fine with Biden age because I'm fine with a President Harris. Oh, my. Just come on out there and uh, slap it down on the table here, Washington Post. They're preparing. They're preparing you for Kamala Harris. They're really good at predictive programming. This happens all the time in Hollywood where they'll make a movie about like a toxic train explosion in Ohio and how all the residents had the earth, ground and water and air poisoned. And they'll publish that a year before it actually happens in East Palestine. There are no coincidences, ladies and gentlemen. There is only predictive programming and planning. So here they are laying the groundwork for Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was asked, is Joe Biden too old? And her answer to that is, Joe Biden is the first president to fight climate change. Huh? Joe Biden's as old as the Earth's crust. And Kamala Harris will be extremely excited when she can trod directly over Joe Biden into the Oval Office. Or will she be replaced? Ted Cruz, a man who we respect, uh, a person who we've worked with before, I really like Ted Cruz, uh, gotten to do some cool projects uh, with the senator. Uh, this guy knows a lot, of, a lot about a lot. Ted Cruz has argued before the Supreme Court, obviously has spent a considerable amount of time in Washington, I think decades at this point, in Washington, D.C., run for president a few times, had um, a very successful career, obviously, was a major fighter against Barack Obama, was elected in the Tea Party sort of takeover of Congress uh, in 2010. And he has been fighting ever since. Barack Obama has been the person that Ted Cruz has been fighting against. And so Ted Cruz knows quite a bit about the Obama family, their plans, how to foil them, as he did uh, with a filibuster of Obamacare in the Senate. And Ted Cruz is sitting uh, and looking directly down the barrel of the camera and saying, you don't understand, people. It's already been set. They're going to swap out Joe Biden with Michelle Obama at the last minute. Interesting case. Let's listen to the senator from Texas make it. If it's just the kingmaker saying, nope, we pick you, Whoever doesn't get picked, everyone else is pissed. So here's the scenario that I think is perhaps most likely and most dangerous. In August of 2024, the Democrat kingmakers jettison Joe Biden and parachute in Michelle Obama. And I want you to pause and reflect on oh, that. Oh, I'm pausing and I'm reflecting as we said, and so is everybody else listening right now. I view this as a very serious danger. I'm smiling right now because it terrifies me, and I also could totally see this happening. So, Michelle Obama, number one, you don't infuriate African-American women, which is a critical part of the constituency that Democrats are relying on to win. But number two, you avoid the problem. If you pick from any of the four, the other three are pissed because they're all, to some extent, peers, they're rivals, they're all jabbing knives at each other. Michelle Obama, because she was first lady, has the ability to kind of parachute in above all four and say, hey, we're not picking among any of you. You guys can all fight it out next time. You're all going to be on the same level. We're coming. This is the Obamas saving the day. I do think 
Barack Obama is already running the Biden administration. I think he is already the puppet master behind this Biden White House. I don't think Joe Biden is the decision maker. And so when I see the media turning on Joe Biden right now, I think the odds of Michelle Obama parachuting in in August of 2024 have risen dramatically, and that ought to scare the hell out of anyone who who is unhappy about the direction this country is going and doesn't want us to go even crazier in an even worse direction. So that's very interesting. That man knows a lot about a lot. He is one of the fighters for America. We are honored to have one of the greatest congressional fighters for America join our program right now. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off of a set of votes on the House floor, joining us with a flash is the great, the powerful, the destroyer of Merrick Garland's career, Representative Jim Jordan. I was looking for a wrestling metaphor, uh, Mr. Chairman, and it, I just I couldn't grapple with it. I, yeah. I couldn't I, I couldn't couldn't grab one. Uh, so we'll, we're just going to go with Destroyer of Merrick Garland's career. That was <laughs> painful. We did the entire show on these clips. Okay. It was really hard for us to produce this show and to whittle down the best barn burners yesterday uh, yeah. for Merrick Garland. You were in a number of these clips. It was a very poor showing for the attorney general. Excuse me, there, Benny. Say it again. Yep, very poor showing for the attorney general yesterday. Three, in your three answers. I mean, the, the first one was oh, ongoing investigation. The second was internal deliberations. I can't get into that. And then the third one, which we hope is going to happen here in a couple of weeks, is oh, you'll have to ask David Weiss about that. Of course, and David Weiss is now the special counsel, was the U.S. attorney, of course, still is the U.S. attorney who oversaw the Hunter Biden investigation. So those are sort of his three go-to answers that we heard a lot of yesterday. But I do think we got some some information that I think is valuable for our uh for our work, our constitutional duty to do oversight. So people are saying that he might have perjured himself in many instances. He said before that David Weiss had all of the capacity to charge Hunter Biden. Uh, that was clearly a lie, right? Well, he said, uh, this one interesting, on March 1st, 2023, so earlier this year, He's in the Senate under oath testifying and Senator Grassley asked him about the investigation. And he says, David Weiss has the full authority to bring charges in any jurisdiction he wants to bring him. Well, what was interesting is by that point, David Weiss had already been turned down by the U.S. attorney in the District of Columbia. Mr. Graves, he had said, no, you're not going to you're not going to be able to bring the charges you want here. He had declined to partner to use their their lingo. So what he said to Senator Grassley doesn't comport with what the facts of the case are. And then, of course, you have the letters that Mr. Weiss wrote to us on the those of us on Republicans on the Judiciary Committee and to Senator Graham, where he changes his story. He wrote to me on Jan on June 7th and said, I have full authority to determine ultimate authority to determine when, where and whether to bring charges. And then 23 days later, he writes me another letter and he says, actually, I can only bring charges in my U.S. attorney's district in Delaware. Well, it can't be both. So that, that's that's been a problem throughout this. And they're trying to finesse it and say, oh, no, he always had the authority. But now we're giving him the authority of special counsel. So we asked a sort of a fundamental question. If he already had it, why does he need it? Yeah. No one seems to be able to answer that. Uh, but just one of the many problems with how this investigation was handled. Yeah. Representative Johnson said, hey, can you tell me if you've talked to the FBI about Hunter Biden? And this was I, probably the most devastating answer. I don't recall. I don't remember. I'm getting these flashbacks from Bill Clinton's 
uh, uh, testimony under oath. I don't recall. I don't recall. 197 times saying I don't recall. This is obviously sleazeball speak uh, for these rats in Washington, D.C. to like get out of uh, situations where they know they've been caught. Yeah. Uh, what do you take from that response? I don't recall if I've ever spoken yeah, to the FBI on. about Hunter Biden. Can tell us who these because there's a letter that David Weiss sent, sent to Senator Graham on July 10th, uh, where he says, I've not sought special counsel status. Rather, I've had discussions with people at Maine Justice at the Justice Department. Who do you have discussions with? And again, um, Merrick Garland wouldn't answer that question, let alone whether he can recall if he ever talked to the FBI. It seems to me he probably would have. This is a pretty high profile case. But I really think the two biggest concerns about how this was handled, the, the, the biggest of all, in my judgment, is letting the statute of limitations expire yes. for tax years 2014, 2015. And I'm convinced the reason they did that were those were the years Hunter Biden got income from Burisma. And it's one thing to charge Hunter Biden on a gun charge in Delaware. That doesn't involve Joe Biden. But the Burisma tax years directly involves the president of the United States. And so I think that's why they drug this case out. Every witness we've deposed has told us they slow walk this investigation. I think they did it to let the statute of limitations expire on those particularly tr troublesome years from the perspective of the Bidens. Because never forget these four fundamental facts, Benny. Four key facts. Hunter Biden got put on the board of Burisma, got paid millions of dollars. Fact number two, he wasn't qualified to be on the board of Burisma. His words, not mine. He said he got the job, he thinks, largely because of his last name. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma asked Hunter Biden, we're under pressure. Can you help us? Can you help us in D.C.? Fact number four, and most important, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, gets the prosecutor fired, leverages our tax dollars to accomplish that. Those four facts are why I'm convinced they let the statute of limitations expire for those two, two key years where he got millions of dollars of income from this company, Burisma. And oh, by the way, that last fact, fact number four, that totally comports with what the confidential human source told the FBI and the FBI recorded in the 1023 form that they didn't want to let us see. So that to me is the most compelling stuff here. And then you got this investigation, like I said, trying to sweep it all under the rug. Uh, Mr. Chairman, not only did the FBI not want you to see it when you were finally able to pry it out of their hands, the FD 1023, they, they redacted the fact that there were tapes allegedly tapes of Joe Biden committing these briberies, 17 tapes, multiple tapes, including Joe Biden himself uh, engaging yeah. in this bribery activity. Have you heard anything of this? Do those tapes exist somewhere in the FBI? All I know is what Senator Grassley has said. Um, uh, I, I don't know if they exist or not. I've not seen them, not heard them. Um, but I, you know, I have the utmost respect and trust in Senator Grassley. He says there may, in fact, be these tapes. And so we're going to we're going to try to find out. Uh, Chairman Comer is pursuing all angles of, uh, of this impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight that we're now in. I would like to have you knock down uh, one of the arguments against the impeachment inquiry. It's amazing how the same songbook gets sent out overnight. DCPR is really a, really quite the machine. And everyone the next day is saying that there's no direct evidence, very legal language, no direct evidence yeah. of Joe Biden getting paid. Uh, can you please knock that down for us? Direct evidence, 10% for the big guy. No one has disputed who the big guy is. In fact, Devin Archer, under oath, Hunter Biden's business partner, talked about uh, talked about the brand, in fact, was Joe Biden. That's what they were marketing. 
You got the whole list of facts, 50% for pops, the WhatsApp message where it sounds like a shakedown, the 5,000 fake names used in these emails that are correspondence between the president and family members. Then you got the 20 companies, the, the multiple Biden families getting, uh, uh, getting paid, the multiple times the White House has changed their story, the multiple times DOJ has changed their story. And then you got those four facts I just talked about that I think are central to the entire thing. And they were going to get away with all this at the Justice Department. They were going to get away with all. They let the statute of limitations run. They were going to get it all swept under the rug. And then you had two whistleblowers come forward and a judge in Delaware who called BS on the plea deal. But for those three individuals, I think they would have been successful in, in sweeping this whole thing away. But you had two brave Americans come forward who were IRS agents. And you had Judge Norika in uh, Delaware who made the decision and declined to accept the plea deal. Next week, uh, Mr. Chairman, the impeachment inquiry begins. Can you give us a preview? Uh, we're, I just It's funny. I just talked to uh, staff on the on the oversight committee and uh, the talking about the, the witnesses. We haven't announced the witnesses yet, but um, uh, Chairman Comer is working on that. And we anticipate I think I think it's scheduled, as you said, I think Benny, for next. I think it's next Thursday uh, is that is that first hearing. Mm hmm. And so these witnesses, we we went through a story earlier in the show that Hunter Biden will be subpoenaed, that uh, Jim Biden will be subpoenaed, their bank records. Uh, what do you expect those to show? Well, I, I, we don't know. That's why you subpoena them. But um, uh, Chairman Comer is is in the process of moving that direction and getting uh, subpoenas for those records. Um, we'll see what happens if, if there's, if there's a fight, if we have to go to court, we hope they'll just give us that, that information. If everything's fine, they should. Um, but that is, that is something that the chairman of the oversight committee is working on. Are we going to see Hunter Biden in the hot seat? Because it seems like every 10 seconds they were dragging Ivanka Trump, uh, Ivana Trump, uh, Baron Trump, uh, in for a hear uh, in for a hearing, grilling them over Russia gate or January 6th or whatever. Don Trump yeah. had to had to go and testify multiple times. Uh, will we ever see a Biden in the hot seat? Uh, again, that, I think that'll be that, that Chairman Comer will decide that. But you're exactly right. They certainly did that to President Trump's family. I mean, uh, some of them had to sit when it was the Mueller special counsel investigation, had to sit for hours in a deposition. It was just it just ridiculous. Um, and we all know that was a joke. And again, not my words. John Durham, who did the special counsel investigation, said it was all on a false predicate. There was no there was no proper predicate for launching that that investigation, the whole Trump Russia collusion narrative, which was just garbage. So, uh, yeah. We, and, and here we have all kinds of evidence. And of course, the left and the mainstream press <coughs> are saying there's nothing here, which is just just baloney. So we have a uh, question from our Benny Brigade from Casey Palmer uh, that was submitted for you. Do you believe that any House Democrats will break from the party and support the impeachment inquiry? It's hard to say. What I what I do know is go back four years ago and the conventional wisdom was four years ago when the Democrats did their ridiculous impeachment of President Trump. The conventional wisdom was every Democrat would vote to impeach President Trump and several Republicans would join. We went through that process, got the facts all out there on the table and showed how ridiculous it was. It was the, the, the vote was actually just the opposite. Every Republican in the House voted not to impeach President Trump. Several Democrats joined us and one Democrat switched parties and is now a member of the Judiciary Committee, a great member and a friend of mine, Jeff Andrew from New Jersey. So you never know until you go into this, but we're just committed to digging in and getting the evidence and the facts and doing our duty under the Constitution. I don't worry about what anything politically or anything like that. 
Our focus is what our job is, what the Constitution requires us to do, and we're going to do that. Mr. Chairman, a final question for you about your bombshell hearing yesterday. The answer that really rung uh like a bell to me was when Merrick Garland was asked about the persecution of Catholics and the persecution of the Christian faith and how you are having members uh, of pro-life, uh, pro-lifers being yeah. tossed in prison, little grandmothers being thrown in prison. They're putting FBI agents inside of Catholic churches. Now, this seems like such a tyrannical Marxist regime uh, that would be spying on churches and people of faith. And of course, a basic uh, constitutional yeah. violation of our First Amendment right. Um, Merrick Garland's response to that, you didn't see him get emotional on anything except for that. And he, you know, he sort of rattled off this, how dare you, sir, uh, response. And I know that you're a man of faith. Yeah. And so well, what what is your take on this persecution? Well, that, of that, that memorandum, what they, well, that domain perspective that was produced in the Richmond field office, we were initially told, we got a heavily redacted copy, uh, initially told by the FBI, just was a one-off. It was just this one field office. There are multiple field offices all over the country, just this one. Turned out when we got the less redacted copy, there was other field offices involved. And what that, what that memorandum basically said was, if you're a pro-life Catholic, they deemed you an extremist. Well, for goodness sake, that's that, that's half the people I get the privilege of representing. Uh, there's, I mean, it's just so wrong. And as you point out, it goes to the very first right mentioned in the First Amendment your right to practice your faith. And when they start attacking that, now, to their credit, they've, they've disavowed this, this memorandum, but it happened. And it was signed off by five individuals, including the chief counsel at the Richmond field office. So some person who went to law school, signed off, probably had a course on the constitution, signed off on this memo. That's what's so frightening. And then what we've, what we, and, and maybe the worst is the retaliation against the whistleblowers from the FBI who bring this to us after they bring us this information. Yeah. Boy, we'd love to see an impeachment hearing for Merrick Garland. It seems like he is openly and brazenly violating the Constitution. And also, if you say you're not the president's lawyer, you doth protest too much, Shakespeare would argue. Uh, you, typically, if you're having to argue a negative, you've already lost, right? So him beginning by screaming, I'm not the president's lawyer. Uh, yeah. Americans see the facts. Yeah, Americans see the facts too. I mean, I I said this in my opening statement yesterday. It looks to me like the the Biden administration, the Garland Justice Department, have both sides of the equation covered. They got David Weiss as a special counsel, who seems to me, based on the evidence, who seems like his job is to protect Joe Biden. And then you got Jack Smith, another special counsel, who looks sure looks like his job is to attack President Trump, Joe Biden's opponent. That's not how it's supposed to work. So you might say one thing, but the facts sure look like they're pointing to something else. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, get on to X, support Chairman Jordan, support him, follow him on social media, make this man more powerful, give him a bigger voice. Of course, he is one of the greatest fighters in Congress and Godspeed to you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks for what you're doing, Benny. Appreciate it. Take care. just love it. I just love it. I love the power of this audience, the power of what we're building here together. We're able to bring in the chairman of the judiciary, the guy who's going to be grilling Hunter Biden and deposing Hunter Biden, the guy who deposes Devin Archer. It's so important that we stay independent. It's so important that we stay true on this program. 
and that we do not have boots on the back of our neck. And so that is why we thank you. If you wish to support us, please consider joining the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade is our exclusive membership club. It comes, of course, with an exclusive keychain with the Benny logo on it, with the Brigade logo, the Salty Army, the Sweet Tank on the back of the greatest keychain in America, made with American rawhide leather, crafted by the hands of veterans, and delivered directly to your doorstep. Consider joining the Benny Brigade today. You can find information on bennyjohnson.com backslash brigade. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been one heck of a show. Uh, it's been great to be back. I... Uh, Man, it's 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 wonderful to spend some time with your family and then to realize why you do the things that you do. And so I wish to give you some good news as we kick off uh, this episode back of The Benny Show. Our election update for the day. Very good news for Donald Trump. I just love that Joe Biden's in a body cast. <laughs> Biden is tied with Trump. White House facing even more 2024 questions. Another dire poll for Joe. Hasn't been a dead heat with Donald. They're trying to put Donald Trump in prison. They're trying to put a gag order on him. They've done everything they possibly could to set this man up to rig it. And here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump comes roaring back. New poll finds that Joe Biden and Donald Trump tied in a dead heat 2024 presidential race. Of course, this is a poll that was de uh, delivered to us via Yahoo News, YouGov. Uh, so that's an extreme leftist organization, Yahoo News. And so this is going to over-index Democrats and going to over-index probably by a percentage point of like 10. So that's really scary that Donald Trump is tied with Biden because that means that Donald Trump is absolutely clobbering Biden. A McLaughlin poll from uh, three weeks ago found that Donald Trump is winning in a landslide and where the election held today that Donald Trump would in fact win. And why is that? Well, because Donald Trump is out retail campaigning. Here's Donald Trump in Iowa yesterday, handing out boxes of pizza, baby. Let's go. What would you do if Donald Trump handed you a pizza? Would you like freeze it and keep it forever? Would you dip it in brass? Would you put it out as a statue in your yard? What would you do if you were in that bar? Pretty rock and roll, man. Donald Trump in retail politics. Very unique, very interesting. Haven't seen it in a very long time and it's Donald Trump clearly in his element. As we've talked about on this program uh, many times before, we like seeing the field take shape. We like seeing the ideas play out. We like seeing Donald Trump not play into uh, the trap that would be set for him by like a Chris Christie or Mike Pence to like come after him and get their zinger moment on the debate stage. Uh, Donald Trump will be doing a counter programming once more next Wednesday. That is the debate day. There will be a debate, uh, another GOP debate. We will have coverage of that with Donald Trump uh, side by side. Right. We'll, and we'll 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 cover what's interesting. We'll be live uh, for all that. So it'll be another debate. Mageddon uh, this weekend. We have uh the launch of a very special project that we've been working on very, very hard called Trump Cribs. We have been invited to, uh, by a member of the Trump family to go and tour some of the, with all, ex all access tour some of the more exclusive properties inside of the, uh, Trump real estate portfolio. Uh, you can see here the, the first one is going to be Trump tower in Chicago. 
an absolutely magnificent structure. And that will be dropping this weekend. Get ready. Buckle up. You ain't never seen anything like this one. We've been putting a lot of work into this. We're very excited about it. We'll have a teaser for you exclusively on the show tomorrow. Uh, but this one's going to be a real banger. It's gonna, it's it's ushered in a brand new uh, – it, it's level jumping for us, the, this product. Level jumping. When you see it, you'll understand. But it, it's an honor for us to get this kind of access. Um, again, we'll bring you live that Trump interview when we lock that down. It's no shortage of attempts. And we even came this close once. But then, of course – Donald Trump has to go get a mugshot. So things change quickly, but we are ready to go here on this program. And it is because of you and because we keep our eyes set on true north, because we keep our eyes set on the prize, ladies and gentlemen. What really matters? We end with a Bible verse every single day. Our verse of the day comes from John 14. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father. And I, too, will love them and will show myself to them. There are dark times. And in those dark times, you need the light. You need Christ. You need to see. You must be able to see. Otherwise, you will trip and you will stumble. And there are a lot of stumbling blocks out there these days. Too many to count. To be quite honest, the world is a sunken place and it's too bad. But that's just the way it is. Them's the breaks. And so set your eyes on something eternal. Make sure that you follow the commands of the scriptures. It will lead, it may not be popular, but it will lead to a great life. It will lead to a life filled with purpose and joy, prosperity, and meaning, ladies and gentlemen. And by prosperity, I, I suppose I mean the prosperity of the heart, right? I just, I feel bountiful myself right now, holding three little kids in my arms. I feel like the warrior whose quiver is full. And it is, ladies and gentlemen. Have a full and bountiful life. Go forth and Godspeed. March upright, Christian soldier. Be upstanding. It's your boy Benny. This is the Benny Show. See ya.